Welcome to Freya Singing Tips, the podcast. My name is Freya Casey, professional singer and vocal coach. I have been on stage my whole life, and I'm passionate about helping you discover the awesomeness in your own voice. Opera, musical theater, jazz, pop, folk, rock, I have done it all. And I want to give you golden nuggets of advice on how to be the master of your voice. Well, hello and welcome to today's episode. Today, I'm actually making a dedicated episode that is only published as a podcast. I usually use the audio file of my YouTube videos that I publish and also publish them as a podcast, but I have decided I want to create more podcasts. First of all, the sound quality is better. And second of all, um, I could just talk very easily into the mic versus having to set up all the camera stuff. So I wanted to give you more value. Today, I would like to talk about the detrimental effects of an overly darkened voice. This is something I encounter all the time. And I just want to tell you a little story. Uh, last weekend, I had a concert, just a little concert here in my hometown. The church had a Advent concert for the second Advent here. Um, and uh, we sang Vivaldi's Gloria. I was hired as the soprano. I sang, you know, the duet and the aria. And then I sang a couple of other pieces. And uh, the uh, Vivaldi Gloria also has um, another singer, soloist in there. Um, usually there's the one duet for two sopranos. And there's an alto aria and also another alto so solo with a choir. However, usually this is given to one person. So usually a mezzo sings both the alto part and the soprano two part. And um, in this case, that was the same. And so the singer who sang with me, she was, uh, she's, a, she's a soprano, and I think she had a beautiful voice. Now, when she sang, I noticed a few things, but I'm not anyone that will say anything, except that, you know, she came up to me after I sang my aria, um, at the, you know, after the rehearsal, and uh, she asked me, she's like, wow, you have such breath control, you could just forever sing on one breath. And it sounds and it looks like it's so easy for you. How do you do this? So I asked her, like, do you want me to share my ideas with you? What what I heard in your voice? And she said, please, please do. So uh, we went to the back to where we wouldn't disturb anyone. And the or orchestra was still practicing other stuff. And um, what I heard in her voice was the following. I heard soprano frequencies. And I told her, I was like, honestly, I don't hear that you're a mezzo soprano. I definitely hear a soprano. And she kind of smiled and she said, oh, this has been an issue that I've been struggling with. Uh, she told me that her teacher has her singing as a mezzo soprano and because she has been having a hard time with her high notes. Now, what I also heard was that she darkened her voice. But whenever she went a little bit higher in her voice, that's when actually I heard those nice bright overtones and the silvery shimmer in her voice that actually had the beauty and the timbre that I feel is her more natural timbre. And when she sang those lower parts, especially in the alto aria, it sounded very strained also. Now in a church setting that is a small orchestra, um, you don't have to really sing too loud to project over the orchestra but she kind of got lost there because it didn't have those overtones that would carry and fill the space 
you could still hear it because the orchestra was you know soft on those lower parts but you know she 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 kind of told me that what I was saying that that hit the spot and it's something she's been struggling with so um I you know I just kind of told her how I do this with that having so much control especially on the higher pitches and how I can sing one phrase on one breath and it, it just looks really easy and it sounds like everything's just floating there and it's because I have learned not to darken the voice beyond my natural timbre and this is a really huge topic uh, from my experience a lot of singers that I have met whether it's professional singers or non-professional singers a lot of singers darken beyond their natural timbre this results in putting like putting too much weight on the voice which also means you strain your vocal cords a lot more than you should be now singing louder does not mean you're actually carrying so the perceived volume of the voice does not equal the those frequencies that actually will be heard above everything that carry what we need is bright overtones you know you've heard the term singing in a throaty way like throaty that means you're working really hard with your vocal cords but you're not utilizing the space that you have available that you could create which means inside of your mouth in the back of your throat we call that the pharynx you're not utilizing those spaces to make the sound waves just go in there and bounce off and help all those structures in your skull to vibrate we want as much over you know overtone vibration as possible which also means that we want to create as much space as possible so on an open a that is the most space we can create then on every other vowel like an e and an u we also want to be careful that we don't cover anything you know lips are an issue a lot of times you could cover with a lip so instead of like which is very covered and the lips dark and I'm darkening, I'm covering the sound and I'm kind of keeping sound waves from moving beyond nose level really. And when we talk about singing into the mask, what we really mean is open up in a way that sound waves can go all like everywhere, like in the skull, in all those places and all those crevices and that those bones and the skull and those, you know, all those structures they can actually vibrate. So instead of covering, you can shape lips and the inside of your mouth and the back of your throat, the pharynx, in a way that it directs the sound waves into your mask, which will then sound more like So I'm, I'm using the lips as an extension of that space to make more of a funnel shape instead of covering my lips and kind of keeping the sound from coming out and I'm also using the inside like you know everyone always comments on my tongue when I sing an open ah that it looks like there's a v shape it literally it looks like a u or a v but I don't think of my tongue so much as I think of the pharyngeal space in the back of my throat and I always picture like a, a cathedral like a huge cathedral on the top that I'm creating a lot of space on the top which keeps me from using my jaw too much from getting too much tension into my jaw but darkening also means that you know because you're covering you're just 
artificially um, creating more volume, but it's only perceived volume. A lot of choir singers do that. They just darken the voice. So my timbre, my natural timbre is more like... And if I darkened, I have to back up from the microphone here. If I darkened more, it would sound like it's louder when you're close to me. But in a setting where I have an orchestra playing and a big, like a big cathedral or like a big space to sing in, I would actually not sound louder if I darkened like this. I'm even cracking my voice and it, it see, even the microphone, I went into overdrive here because when you're close, it actually produces more volume, but it's not what carries. Now, the brighter frequencies are always going to stick out. And that's why we want more of those. It's a very important concept. Um, so the detrimental effects of an overly darkened voice. So there is a natural timbre that you have. You know, I have a lighter, brighter voice. So the question is, where is your natural timbre? Only when you darken beyond that, that means actually darkening. Now, there are a lot of singers who naturally have a darker voice. Now, if you can tell by your speaking voice. You hear me speak, you don't hear this darker, lower voice. You hear a brighter, lighter voice, right? Um, now, even as a female, that doesn't mean that you're not feminine. If you have a darker, lower voice, but listen to your speaking voice. Is it more, does it sound more like a... Um, like a bright young voice or does it sound more like a more mature voice with a lot of volume and, and weight now that that might be your natural voice and then when you sing that does not mean you're darkening it too much if that is your natural color I'm only talking about artificially darkening beyond what is the natural timbre of your voice it can lead to so much strain because you constantly push also it keep you it will keep you from singing higher with ease because you're putting a lot of weight on the vocal cords and the thing the misperception is that when you sing higher you need more power that is only conditionally true it's partially true because you do need more subglottal compression uh, you need less air therefore you need to hold on to the air more and you need your your support muscles um, in a stronger way so they work just a little bit tighter and you know they just work more when you're singing these high pitches because you're holding in more air you're not letting it out you literally it's almost like you're holding your breath and very little air travels through um, the vocal cords and that lightness is what we need in order to take off the strain. So when I sing a higher pitch, now let me try to back off. I don't try to sing it in a dark, heavy way because that will put a lot of strain on my vocal cords, like so. And of course, my microphone went into overdrive again. Like I backed up way up, but it's like, <laughs> I really need to... Uh, maybe put a limiter on here or something versus let me see if I can actually move further away and if you could still hear me um, when I use the brighter overtones and lightness now high pitches will always stick out you don't have to try to be very loud 
that didn't go into overdrive. Um, so that, sorry, I had to move the chair. That is the approach I take whenever it gets a little bit higher in my voice. I actually take off the weight. And um, especially in the middle also, if you keep darkening all the time, you will get hoarse very quickly and you will be strained very quickly. So, um, yeah, uh, I have a free book where I talk more about my approach to singing. Um, now, singing is, of course, more than technique. Technique is important because without good technique, uh, nothing else matters, really. If you're not singing the right pitches and it sounds like you're trying way too hard, mm, it's not going to sound good. But what is also important is like, how, how do you like, how do you sing a piece of music? It's not just singing the right pitches at the right time, but it's using the correct voice color and preferably a more natural voice color, even when you're singing pop or musical theater or classical, it doesn't matter. Using a more natural voice color and, um, then trying to connect to the words and express yourself. See, most songs, you don't need to sing full out all the time, 100% of the time. What you need is more dynamic range, meaning you don't sing loud all the time. They're actually, the majority of the song is never sung the loudest that you can. And the effect also of darkening too much is that you usually just try to sing too loud. You're trying too much, trying too hard to just sing out very loudly all the time now in choirs a lot of times it's like this issue that like everybody wants to be heard and you're like trying to sing out loud all the time but that's just not the way it's the overtones that are going to help you be heard it's always what sticks out now if you want to get my free book where i talk a lot more about all these aspects that flow into becoming a really great singer uh you can get the book for free right now Go to my website, MasterYourVoice.tv, and it's right there on the top. Um, and when you sign up for the free book, you also get access to the free audiobook. So you can either read it as a PDF or you can listen to the audiobook where I read it to you. And uh, I think it'll help you a lot with issues such as the one that I just talked about today. Singing in your natural voice is so extremely important. I see way too many singers, also professionals, who are constantly strained they're nervous about singing because singing is never easy it's always strained there is a difference between hard work which singing can be hard work but or strained you don't want to be strained working hard is okay on the level of using your support and really singing with your entire body and expressing yourself but having constant strain on your vocal cords that will first of all make someone nervous when you don't have the confidence that your voice is going to work really well right now uh, it would make me nervous always doubting that and having that experience that it's just very straining a lot of the time um, but in the book i talk about so many of these aspects that are going to help you uh, keep your voice from just overly being strained and ultimately damaged I also wanted to talk to you about my Vocal Mastery Lab. If you want to work with me one-on-one -on, -one on things such as these to help you find your natural voice and how to sing with an effective technique. Now, what I call an effective technique is singing without strain to where you can sing for a long time, for years to come, and 
you don't experience that strain. I want to help you sing in an effective way to where with as little effort as possible, you just make the best sound possible. And, you know, achieving more sound, a bigger sound with less work on the level of the vocal cords is really important because you don't want to be that singer who is nervous about singing because you constantly experience strain. And then you're always scared about, well, then tomorrow I'm not going to have a voice if I do too much now. We don't want that. If you experience that a lot, then there's something you need to change. There's something you're not doing right. There is a way to sing very efficiently, to where with you know a little work from your vocal cords, you use all the strength you have to translate that into great sound. You don't waste air. You don't waste... Um, you know, putting more strength and putting more effort in, you don't waste anything. You are using everything very efficiently, like your breath and the vibration of the vocal cords. Everything is very efficient. And learning how to shape everything and how to find your natural voice, that is individually so different for everyone. You know, one person darkens too much and the other one maybe might be too bright and too narrow. So it does take an individual approach. And all the explanations in the words world, you could explain your voice in words. And I could try to figure out and like try to guess what it is that you need to work on. But you showing me like even 10 seconds of your song, of your, of your actually singing a song will tell me so much more. And also I could write all the explanations in the world. But if I actually recorded a video and showed you to where you can see me and hear me. And what I love doing with my students is showing the difference between this is how not to do it. And that's kind of the path you were on. And I exaggerate all the time. And this is the way that I would suggest you do it. And this is how you do it. And they hear the difference. That's my students love when I do that. And I do a lot of that showing the difference between this and that um, approach. I do all of that in a one-on-one -on -one setting in my vocal mastery lab. My vocal mastery lab is designed to where you can work whenever you have time, because usually we're all in different time zones, but all my students in the vocal, vocal mastery lab, they send me a video chat message and it's really easy. It's on an app on your phone that you can take anywhere with you. And whenever I get that message, I watch it and I can then send you a video message right back, you know, or if you're sending me a message while I'm asleep, I will watch it whenever I get up in the morning and then I can send you a feedback video. That way you're not put on the spot. You can kind of work whenever you have time and you can send me a video message when you feel ready and you feel like, okay, this is something I've worked on. Can you check what I've done? Am I doing this right? Am I on the right path? And we do a back and forth like that. That is, is so valuable just to really be able to like have an individual approach because you, I, I'm, I'm going to suggest exercises to you that are specifically great for what you're working on right now. They might not be great for someone else. Now, if that exercise doesn't work out for you, I can always tweak. I can tell you, well, slow it down. Maybe try starting a little lower. Change the vowel. Let's try this. And we approach it that way to where we find the approach that works for you. It's kind of a puzzle game, you know, you have to kind of find how 
does that work in your voice and what exercises are actually are going to help you and what pieces are going to help you. I'm going to make suggestions as to your repertoire. A lot of times I will tell you, this is not an ideal key for you. I hear different frequencies. Let's try this. And it's all about experimenting and trying out things and seeing what works. And I have so much experience by now to where I see certain patterns and I pretty much know what it is that you need to fix. Now, it's, I always say it's, it's not easily fixed. Some things really take a lot of time. Um, but it's all about making little baby steps. Like every single day, you're going to make baby steps. But over the course of six months, you can get a lot done. And I've had a lot of students who told me, that they have taken lessons for 10 years, but after being in my class for just a couple of months, they have learned things that they have never even addressed before, that they have never even been aware. Just like that other singer that I talked to, she has been taking singing lessons for a really long time. But just listening to her for a minute or so, I heard things in her voice and she confirms like exactly this is what I'm struggling with. And I made some suggestions to her it's like you could try this, try to open the vowels a bit more, try to place it differently, try to place it a little higher and forward. And uh, the next day when we had our performance, she came back and well, she told me, well, I tried it a couple times and the high notes are, they do feel easier when I do that. And except that no one ever had told her about trying it this way. And I'm not saying that I'm like, I, I know it all, but it's just that I seem to have this very special gift of listening to someone's voice, voice and I hear where the sound comes out. Like, wow, this is it right here. And I hear the natural timbre and I, I know what to do in order to get it out of there, <laughs> to get it out to where it comes out and what direction a voice needs to go. So if you want to get in the vocal mastery lab this is a six month commitment and it's the most intensive program it's for singers of all levels but it's only for very serious singers doesn't mean you have to want to become a professional it doesn't matter you know most of the students that i have in there are actually not professional singers they're hobby singers they're ambitious they just want to see how far can i go with my voice and i really want to sing better i want to be serious now about it so I expect everyone to do their work. Uh, Monday through Wednesday, we do the video chat. And then on the other days, I give you time to work. Um, also, as a Vocal Mastery Lab student, you have access to all, all of my materials, all of my courses. You have access to my online singing school course, where we have like a Monday mindset video that I post every Monday. In, the, in our private Facebook group uh, on Wednesdays, we have an exercise of the week. So that's a group thing and you have an interaction with other singers. You have access to all of my courses, my Back to Basics signature course, which is normally $349. And uh, you have access to my Conquer Your Stage Fright course and all the material, literally all the material I create and have created. Um, check it out. It's, um, you can go to masteryofvoice.tv slash VML. That stands for Vocal Mastery Lab. And I ask for a six-month commitment because in order for me to fulfill my promise that you will 
radically change your approach to singing and that you will see a big, huge difference. I can't do that in two weeks or four weeks. I have to get to know you. I have to get to know your voice. And we have to work through some, through some issues. It's going to be work, but it's going to be so worth it because potentially you can get a lot more done in six months than you can having the wrong approach for 10 years. So if you want to take your voice to the next level, check out the link masteryourvoice.tv slash VML. And I would love to see you in there. I would love to meet you. And if you have any questions, you can always email me at info at masteryourvoice.tv. And uh, don't forget to go on my website and get the free book um, if you want to get more inspiration because it is so important to stay inspired and motivated. All right, friends, I hope this helped you today. I hope you are inspired and now go off into the world and do some wonderful singing. Always keep a song in your heart and always keep on singing. Bye now. <laughs>